This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Why did God send his son, Jesus, to earth? The answer is simple, to save the world. Christmas is the beginning of the story of God loving the lost. Join us as we talk about this more in our message, God's Heart for the Lost. The central truth of Christmas reveals the treasure of God's heart of love for this world, for you and I. That means that we can let go of the struggles of the last year, that we can let go of our failures, and we can look forward to the year ahead with hope and expectation, because God comes to us where we are, as we are, to love us in the child called Jesus. Let's pray together. Lord God, in the aftermath of the days of Christmas, we thank you for the gift of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the beauty of his birth. We thank you that he is born to the world and in our hearts. By faith, we welcome you, Jesus and pray that your Spirit would renew us, that our hearts might beat as one with yours. We pray all this in your strong and beautiful name. Amen. Today's Gospel is from John 4, beginning with verse 7, the story of the woman at the well. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw. He said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have correctly said I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Jesus said, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, 
I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. At this point his disciples came, and they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you seek, or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot, and went into the city, and said to the men, Come and see a man who told me all things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? And they went out of the city, and were coming to see Jesus. From that city many Samaritans believed in him, because of the word the woman had testified, He told me all things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the Savior of the world. This is the gospel of our Lord. Dear friends, grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus, who was born for us. Amen. Merry Christmas to each one of you, and God's richest blessings in the year ahead. In the celebration of Christmas, do you ever wonder why God the Father would have sent his son Jesus to be born of a virgin? To be born of a girl in Bethlehem? Why would God send his angels to proclaim the child's birth to shepherds on a hillside, telling them that there can be joy on earth and there is peace in heaven because of the birth of this child. I believe it's because God has a heart, a passionate love for lost people. That God loves those who don't yet understand that he who created the world and hung the stars in place like the star that stopped over Bethlehem's manger, wants to pour his grace into them and share the journey with them. That's why Paul said to Timothy, God desires all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's why there's a Christmas, because God's heart loves those who are lost. Is that you? It's been many years ago now when I read an article in the Dallas newspaper of a woman whose son had been tragically killed in an accident. His heart was donated for transplant, and fortunately another young man was saved by receiving this healthy, strong heart. After a period of time, the woman who had lost her son met the young man who had her son's heart. And she said to him, Would it be okay with you if I put my ear on your chest to listen to the heartbeat of my son one more time? In this Christmas season, I want to ask you, if God were to put his ear to our chest, would God hear the heartbeat of Jesus within us? Jesus has been born to the world and hopefully born into our lives as we receive him in faith. But does Jesus' heart resonate inside us with God's heart for the lost of the world who need to know and understand him? 
So in order to understand the motive of Christmas, I'd like to share with you again about the story of a woman who met Jesus at Jacob's well, the Samaritan woman at the well. Many people describe her as immoral. Immorality might be defined as deliberately violating accepted principles of right and wrong, a person of bad character, depraved or perverted, always deviating from the good. So I have two different images of this woman at the well who Jesus reached out to. One image is a woman who's flirtatious, coquettish in her behavior. She uses her sexual power to climb the ladder. She gives herself away to profit personally. It's her ingrained method of conquest, and man after man is left in her wake, discarded after she's done with them. She uses her womanhood for personal gain. Image number two is that the woman who Jesus met at the well had a painful early childhood that left her wounded. Her daddy was addicted to booze, and she had a tense, cold relationship with mommy. She was abused inappropriately throughout her childhood, and now she views herself as dirt. So she has a skewed vision of relationships and has difficulty trusting anyone. Therefore, this woman sabotages every love relationship that gets too close. Which image is the correct one for this woman at the well whom Jesus talks to? Whichever it is, for sure she is lost and lonely, an outcast who is rejected. This story becomes a good picture for us of how Jesus has come to win the heart of the lost. Throughout the Bible, the Old Testament describes God pursuing his disobedient, rebellious people through the prophets, begging them, come back to me, I love you. In Luke 15, we read a series of stories about God reaching the lost, the lost sheep, whom the good shepherd goes to find, the lost coin, the lost son in the story of the prodigal who wandered from the father. The message of Christmas, Jesus born to us, is an image of God's heart for lost and estranged people. He wants to win their trust and have them to believe his love is for them. I find it beautiful how Jesus engages this woman at the well. He does not judge or reject her. He meets her where she is, as she is. He is open and flexible, not too busy to talk. He is not blocked by a religious difference, nor a racial difference. He is not concerned about his image as he would talk with a woman at noon, and he is not prejudiced against her, even though he knows everything about her. Jesus finds a connecting point to build a bridge in the conversation, using thirst to talk about the spiritual truth of living water in the Holy Spirit. 
He talks about Jacob's well, and it becomes a segue to discuss worship of God in spirit and truth, and reveals himself ultimately as the Messiah. He takes the conversation to a deeper level, to matters of the heart, and he says, I'm the one who has come to the world to deliver all people in the saving love of God. Are you lost? Jesus comes to find you where you are as you are and pour his living water into your soul. And the spirit flows. And in the living water that comes, the heart of this woman is changed forever. Wherever living water flows, the stagnant, polluted, foul souls of people are washed clean. In Jesus' love were given new beginning. Guilt and shame melt away. This woman becomes an unlikely witness to Jesus. Exuberantly and honestly, she goes to the people of her village and says, Come and see the one who told me everything I've ever done. Could this one be the Christ? Here's the truth of Christmas. For all who have embraced Jesus' birth as our salvation. God wants for the presence of Jesus within us to turn our lives into a wellspring of living water for others. God wants us to listen to others with compassion, to show the tenderness of love, to believe that when we engage people, the presence of Jesus within us will bless them. I recently read a story of a man named Gib Martin in his book, A Theology of Personal Ministry. When Gib was 27 years old, he was a school teacher, and after each day teaching his students, he would unwind by stopping at a bar to have a beer and bemoan his life. That was a thirst for a different kind. It was a man who did need living water. Gibb had come from a religious background, but now for three years had described himself as an atheist. He was going through a dark period of desperation, and he didn't even feel like being with anyone. Every day he came to the bar, and he saw an older man named Charlie. Charlie was a carpenter, and many years Charlie had struggled with severe alcoholism. But then not too many years before, Charlie had been led to Christ by Gib Martin's great-grandmother. Charlie had heard from Gib's great-grandmother that the love of Jesus could break the power of his addiction and free him to a new life, a life of grace. And through Charlie's receiving of Jesus, he was set free. Charlie was now so burdened for souls that after work each day, he still stopped at this bar, but he drank coffee and shared his life with anyone who'd listen as he told them how Jesus had redeemed his life. Charlie could tell that Gib was a miserable man. He tried to befriend him, but Gib was resistant. He wasn't even able to share about Jesus' love with Gib because of his attitude. 
Eventually, though, Charlie invited Gibb to go with him to hear a guest speaker coming to their community. Gibb agreed to go with Charlie if they could discuss what the man talked about after the meeting. That night, Gibb heard the gospel of Jesus for the first time. He was so convicted of the sin in his life and of all the rhythms of unhealthy living that he literally, by his description, vomited all night long and thought he was dying. The next day, about noon, he dropped to his knees and gave his life to Christ. He invited Jesus to come in. Gibb later found out that Charlie and some others had spent that evening praying for him. Isn't that beautiful? God used Charlie, who had already been redeemed by Jesus' birth into his life, to reach Gibb, and yet another soul was cleansed in the living water of Jesus' spirit. Dare we to believe that God desires to use each one of us to share his living water? That Jesus would not want us to judge anyone but love them? To keep our hearts open to every opportunity? That we would pray to be a blessing to each person that we meet? That we would learn to find a connecting point to engage people in a conversation that goes to a deeper level, that we would listen to understand with compassion, and eventually that we would hope to share why Jesus is a blessing to us as he lives in our hearts. Will you pray and believe that the Spirit will use you? Then will our lives reflect the heart of our Father. If God were put his ear to our chest, would he hear the heartbeat of his son Jesus? The beautiful truth of Christmas is that the spirit of Jesus lives within us. As we sing in the hymn, O come to us, O live with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. May the glorious truth of Christmas and the presence of Jesus within you give you joy and may God powerfully use your life to love people in his name. Amen. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we praise you for the gift of your son Jesus. Jesus, we welcome you into our hearts again today. We reaffirm that our faith is in you alone and that you are the hope of the world. We pray, Lord, that you would place within us your heart of love for all people and that we would be transformed in that love that you have for us, that you would use our lives to your glory to build your kingdom and to carry that message to all who would listen. We pray this in the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor 
and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been worshiping with the Internet and Radio Ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray the glorious truth of Christmas and the presence of Jesus within you will give you joy, and God will powerfully use your life to love people in His name. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by our listening family. As we reflect on the past year, we express a special thank you to each of you who have sent a financial gift and prayed for our ministry. Both are vital for the important work of the gospel message and opening hearts to the work of the Holy Spirit. Be sure to check us out on our exciting new website where you can find both audio and printed versions of today's program and past programs. You can also pass on your request for prayer by our staff and board of directors. Our website address is christiancrusaders.org. And we invite you to find us on Facebook and like our page. If you would like to help with the financial responsibilities of this ministry, you're encouraged to contact us at Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 2770924. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Lee Lavig, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa, and associate speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. From all of us here at Christian Crusaders, we pray you have a blessed Christmas and a happy, healthy New Year.